We are sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Welcome to Muffed Movies, where we act out your favorite films using only our memories, our voices, and some tiny notes. I am your host, Mark Soloff, and this episode was recorded in December of 2021 with special co-host Grant Howitt. Enjoy! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muffed Movies! I am your host, Mark Soloff, and with me today is my beautiful guest... Grant Howen. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I was so, I was so charmed by you calling me beautiful. I, was really, I, <laughs> I noticed. I was, I was really. Oh, I was, I was taken aback. Hello, hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome back. We're about to dive back into Ophelia's trials and tribulations in Pan's Labyrinth. In Pan's Labyrinth. Real quick, Grant, where can people find your work? Where can people find your go work? in the woods and look for my work and <laughs> fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Go in the woods and go fuck yourself, and then maybe you'll find, I don't know, a game I wrote. Let's look up a tree, whatever. You find me. It's not that hard. Try me down. Find me in East London. S- spoken like a man who truly no longer needs any kind of advertisement. <laughs> I need advertisement. <clears throat> You're like, ah, oh, fucking patrons just, sh- they show up at my doorstep. Uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Have you got any half baked ideas for games? It's two grand. Yeah. Ridiculous. Pretty much. That's what keeps you in wine. Mm. Wine. Wine. I'm drinking delicious Italian wine from a goblet. Goblet. Um, right Oh, we are recording this episode on December 17th, 2021. Make of that what you will, future people. Once again, Pan's Labyrinth, part two. Ba-ba-da. It is a time of topsy-turviness as fascist Spain writhes under the contractions of birthing war. In the Spanish countryside, the evil Captain Vidal has his pregnant wife and young daughter, adopted daughter Ophelia in his clutches. Meanwhile, guerrilla freedom fighters stay in the woods taking... The their asynchronous war style to the fascists. Will our rebels win, or will Ophelia fall victim to the horrible vagaries of war and also get lost in Pan's labyrinth? <laughs> Batman smash cut to an abandoned campfire up the the foresty mountain. We see Lieutenant Lackey. Uh, uh, hand in hand with Captain Vidal. He's been promoted. <laughs> he was Corporal Lackey earlier. <laughs> yeah. And if you'll follow me this way, boss, I'm sure you'll notice uh, something special. <laughs> Lackey uh. says, "Okay, you can you can uh, uncover your eyes now." <laughs> Vidal pulls his hand off of his eyes and sees an abandoned campsite. Vidal, uh, you, you can see a. a- tiny flicker of disappointment in his in his eyes as, as he figured it may have been a birthday party but a surprise birthday oh. party but it wasn't it was just another abandoned campsite that lackeys brought him out to see no one remembers the captain's mm. birthday he starts to poke around we can see that he is uh that he is he has been accompanied by a by a phalanx of fascist soldiers who have ridden out on their little horses to go and look mm-hmm. for rebels and we can see that he's digging through this abandoned campfire and trying to find some clues. He finds a matchbook. 
Oh. For the the old rebel drinking hole, he finds uh, a, a napkin with lipstick on it and a lady's <gasps> phone number. Oh my god, he's going to use that to get Desdemona in trouble with Othello. He finds a footprint from a big boot. And he also finds a vial of antibiotics. Hmm. Well, this is pretty. <laughs> he says, <laughs> shakes it around. And you know what? To his credit, it's a good-looking vial. It's a good-looking vial. It, it's like a little bauble that you'd see on like a 1970s Christmas lights back when they had the bubblers that boiled some sort of liquid inside of them. I don't know what, what? that was, but... Yeah, when I was a... When I was a young man, uh, my parents had... Uh, Christmas tree with the the lights mm-hmm. and some of the lights were these like large fixtures that had a glass tube and they I'm sure there was like a LED or something incandescent mm-hmm. that would light up light up the water but it would also heat up oh, whatever like that envelope. liquid was yeah and so little bubbles would be okay. constantly moving in it yeah yeah hey listeners if you know what that is or what that's called or what's in there keep it to yourself yeah. Like, please try and maintain Mark's uh, Christmas joy as a child. Yes. Stop clogging up my Twitter DMs. Fucking ruining Christmas for Mark. Jesus, I have so much. I have so many Patreon messages I need to respond to. (laughs) It's a two-way street, though. I understand. Um, uh, (coughs) sir, what did you find? Yes, yes, what is it, boy? What did you find, sir? Oh, just, uh, matches, napkin, uh, Yeti boot. And uh, a vial, a vial of antibioticos. Uh, this, this looks similar. This, 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 to what? To, to a vial of antibiotics I'd done seen before. All right, well, I guess keep it in your pocket and we'll revisit that later. Good stuff. Wait. And go. What? Boy, go, go, go buy me the goose in town. Yeah. The one as big as you. Very good, sir, for the special dinner tonight, sir. With all the That's lords right. and ladies of the town. I'm having some very important, frightened people over. <laughs> so you better make sure it's the biggest goose, or I'm going to have your goose. I, uh, the boy, uh, so, sorry, Lieutenant Lackey runs off to trade uh, an ampoule of antibiotics for the biggest goose in town. <laughs> Unfortunately for Lackey, he's about to step into a real gift of the Magi scenario. <laughs> to the aforementioned party. Everyone is standing around, motionless, terrified. Um, <laughs> While the captain spins his turntables, <laughs> showing off his amateur DJ set. He's got he's got his hat up and at an angle, and like and on a sideways. <laughs> he's wearing a pair of dark glasses. Um, Let the fucking beat drop. Absolute motionless <laughs> silence for everyone. There's an old there's an old scared looking priest. There's an old scared looking doctor. There's an old, scared-looking uh, mayor. mayor and a sort of uh, a kind of generic abuela is there in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And a military man, mm. a bit older than the captain, uh, who served with his father man. in the clone wars. Entirely moustache, the military man. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the captain uh, comes to the end of his set. Polite applause. The curtain draws. Tables are arrayed for a delicious dinner. There are, there are roast potatoes. There are delicious parsnips. There is there is bottles of wine being glugged into Ooh. goblets. Uh, there is there is fresh bread, at least at least mm. a loaf, and, and and delicious creamery butter. And at the center of it all, a big goose. 
Oh, Lieutenant Druskel did did it after. Close enough. He's been promoted and he changed his... He got married. Hey, congratulations. He got married. Way to go, Druskel. <laughs> From Lackey to Druskel. I'm taking my wife's name. Everyone gathers around and everyone's still pretty scared, but they're a bit more comfortable now the captain isn't laying down fat beats. Yeah, they're all waiting for him to make the first cut into his food before they engage. It takes no. 40 minutes. First, he needs to clean his watch inside and out, all the tiny little gears. He takes a long time. He's meticulous. Yeah. So once the, the team begins feasting, the captain mentions that all of the fucking rubes who live in this territory will receive one ration card for food a day. No one will starve in Franco's Spain. Everyone gets one piece of bread and one piece of cheese. And you know, we recognize that's not enough to keep you going, but, you know, whatever. They've got any problems with that. I'm sure they can come here and have a word with us, he says, stroking a big cannon that he's got next to the table, pointing at the guests. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's tail fizzing. Fuse. It's the <laughs> cannon's tail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any tale is a fuse if you're brave enough. I suppose so. Um, <coughs> we'll show we'll show them who's boss. Yeah, that's right, boss. Yeah. Says the cannon. He throws a scrap of meat to the cannon, and it ravenously snorks it up. <laughs> anyway, what was the point of uh, din- Oh yes, I'd like to introduce to all of you meat bags the container of my unborn child. The light of her own life, Carmen. Oh, she says, oh, it's such a pleasure to meet all of you. She extends one hand, perfectly limp, and people sort of like grab the end of her fingers and wave it up and down. Uh, everyone who touches her gets a little bit of the necromancy disease she has. <laughs> oh, I feel weak. Her hands are terribly bruised from all the touching. <laughs> anyway, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so... She's, uh, you know, I, I don't really know much about her, but uh, here she is. Oscar. Maybe you could tell us how you, and the, how you and the captain met, says one of the older ladies. Oh, I would love to hear that story. Jolly good. Something that's not about the war for once, oh, says the um, decorated veteran. Oh, I'll see if I can summon the strength. Well, I, I used to be married to a tailor, uh, and, um, and then he died. And then the captain came and looked after me, and now we're married, and I'm carrying his baby. She puts her hand on the captains to try to signal to the group that they have some form of intimacy. Just just an iota of care for one another. And he shivers and pulls his hand (laughs) back and puts his Nazi glove on it. He runs over to the sink, runs his hand under (laughs) under like really hot water, (laughs) and then comes back and, and and, and, and gloves his bright red hand. Anyway, sorry about that. My wife and her stupid stories that no one gives a shit about. Fuck you. <laughs> Throws a full bottle of wine at her. Pushes a wheelchair back so she, so, so she rolls back out of the sea. <laughs> Have I ever told you, old bean, says the man who's entirely mustache. He's, he's got a sort of colonel vibe to him. I ever told mm-hmm. you what a brave man your father was. I fought with him what? in the Clone Wars. The whole room goes silent. And we can hear the captain's butthole cinching to a pucker. <laughs> we never really learn what it is about, but he has some real sensitivity about his dad for some reason. He, he was a tremendous hero, Father. Well, I remember 
the um the all all the Django Fett clones, I believe that's it, were sort of swarming over him in their blue armor and firing their pew pew lasers at him, and he was parrying them away with his lightsaber. Uh and he he knew he was going to die. So uh, he he got out his old I, I suppose it would have been a pocket watch in Star Wars. Yes, why not? He got out his, his his old timey pocket watch and stood on it, crushed it against uh, against a rock to show to stop it and show his son, who would then receive the watch, who was you, uh, how a man accepts his death. What an inspiring story, don't you agree, old Bean? You think that's an inspiring story, says Christopher Walken, who's sitting next to the colonel. I'll tell you what. I... He's just been out of thought the whole time. And it moves slightly over to the left. I was in a Vietnamese POW camp for 10 years with his father. And his father knew he was going to die. So he gave me the family pocket watch. And he carried that watch up his ass for 10 long years. Gloss and everything. I mean, he was a tight wound guy. And then I carried it up my ass so that they couldn't get it. And now I give it, Captain Vidal, to you. The watch is yours. You want me to put this up my ass? Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's good for your digestion. We can see uh, the, the captain looking at the watch. Looking at his ass. Looking at his other watch, which already exists in canon. Getting a little bit confused. And then... He had two dads. They didn't make a big deal out of it. It was the 40s. But, you know, it happens. There is a knock at the door. <laughs> Says the tiny mouse that's on the floor. Uh, <laughs> dinner mouse, please let whoever is at the door in. Oh, not a problem, sir. The dinner mouse goes over and the borously swings open the 1940s door to reveal... A sodden Ophelia, a muddy, wet, uh, bedraggled-looking waif of a thing. <coughs> she has vanquished uh, Toad um, and come back clutching a key proudly in one hand, but she is absolutely sodden from the rain and the mud and the, and the snot off that Toad. It's pretty bad. Wow, you look like you've been tearing around inside a fig tree's vagina. <laughs> And I know what that looks like. I'm Chris Walken. She's looking pretty fly. Pretty fly. Which is why the frog, why the toad tried to eat her, because she looked like a fly. <laughs> nice. um, Ophelia manages, no, not Ophelia, um, Carmen manages to wheel her way back into the scene. <laughs> oh, oh, what have you done, you wretched child? You've gotten all muddy on your new beautiful fascist dress. Oh, she grabs her by the ear and then wheels off one-handed to the bathroom to scold her. Dio mio, says the priest and crosses himself at this horrible sight of a mud-splattered little girl. Everyone vomits their food back onto the table. <laughs> understandable, understandable, says the colonel, patting the fellow guests on the back. I can't <clears throat> believe you cheated me with such cruelty, Ophelia. Yeah. After I saved you from the war, and all you have to do is wear a nice dress and not go to the woods on any adventures and accept this murderer as your dad. But, Mama, I had to go to the woods because the full moon is going to happen and it's just four shopping days away. Uh, she says, just so pregnant. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot how the pregnancy makes you howl. I'm giant! I'm the size of my house! I feel but wait a minute. Can't. You must just... Um... 
babe, please, you must do what I ask of you, Fear. There's so much baby in me, I'm going to... Mama, I know I let you down, but tell me, did I disappoint the captain? Yes. Hmm? Maybe. I don't think he cares about you, honestly. Is that part of the plot? <laughs> Fuck, I'll have to try harder next time, <laughs> she says. Uh, Drop Dead Fred, a.k.a. Yahoo Serious. Wait, that's not Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> Is it? Is it Drop Dead Fred? Frick Mayo, isn't it? No, he was young Einstein. Yeah, anyway, Drop Dead Fred, her imaginary friend, with his poo-covered boots, starts climbing the walls. We'll get him next time, won't we, me love? Oh! Yeah, absolutely. Sure, she says. I Re- Really quite confused on what's going on with the sudden, the sudden introduction I, of Drop Dead Fred. I liked Drop Dead Fred a lot as a kid, what, what, and I think I saw it? a bit of it. It's a movie, um, I think with Ali Sheedy, okay. uh, from perhaps the late 80s, where she's an adult. Okay who has a mischievous imaginary oh, friend okay. who like returns to her his name's drop dead right. fred and like starts doing mischief with her and like her shitty fiance okay. i thought that was okay. cool but i've grown up grant yeah yeah okay. so i'm not happy anymore that's the rule <laughs> happiness is for children happiness is for children smash cut night <laughs> surprise surprise the the other place that we, we've been in the bathroom, and now we're in the bedroom. Ophelia is slumbering away, when suddenly... Ah, she says, awaking to see a little fairy. It's me, Tinkerbell, remember? From your mind? I sorted your voice out. Yeah, this is probably what I sounded like. Oh, it's much better than the one you heard previously. It's nicer to listen to. Oh, good, good. Hey, Ophelia, why don't you... Go in that fucking bathroom and take a look at your quest book. There's only four shopping days left till Christmas. Oh, I mean the full moon. Oh no! It's, ah! She uh, she she runs through into the bathroom and throws open the book. Whoa! And what do her young eyes see? Tis a geyser of blood <laughs> shooting out of the book straight into her <laughs> eyes and nostrils. <laughs> the fairy clutches its belly and falls over laughing. Rafflecopter, <laughs> the fairy types. Oh. Yeah. How do you like it? <laughs> Not very much. Uh, uh, she slams the book shut um, and... Uh, Squit, squelch. <laughs> it's like squishing. Squishing? More blood into her It's eyes. like slamming the ocean shut. Mm. The book is full of blood, not ink. Ew. Bloody blood, blood, blood. Says her mother louder than usual. What the fucking hell? Ophelia says, I should be the one screaming. Um, she does a shaggy dog shake and spatters the blood all over the bathroom. Um, good. Now I've just reached the underneath layer of mud and shit from that frog <laughs> hole, which is hardening into a, a level one light armor. Um, yeah. She uh, walks back into her mother's bedroom and as though it were uh, a tome of the future events yet to happen, she looks at her mom and her mom it's just geysering blood from out between her legs. Even sicker than before somehow. Oh my God, my little brother is acting up again. Ophelia runs out of the house. Oops, overshot it. She runs back into the house. Runs back into the house, knocks on the doctor's door and screams in, go check on mom. I have an appointment with a man who is made of goat. Greatest of all time. Bye. Okay. I mean, I mean. Okay. okay. 
the doctor, uh, the doctor uh, jumps out through a window. It's the quickest possible route to Carmen. And Ophelia runs down into the woods, uh, into the labyrinth, the dappled morning light casting a uh, casting through the leaves, and we can see the the fawn is waiting for her. Oh, hello! If it isn't my old friend, Ophelia. what did you do to my mother? She says, smacking him up, up about upside the head with the book. Oh, <laughs> paunch! I cannot believe you would backhand me, incognito. I mean, the fawn. So viciously, little girl. I just want to help you. That book shows you things that are gonna happen. I didn't do it to your mom. Your dad did it or whatever. I don't know how that works. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I got you... your key. Good. You're going to need that key. Okay. Because you're going to have to open a little door. Okay. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. In order to open a little door, you first gotta make a bigger door. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? He says and opens up his long fawn hand. A white cylinder of chalk sticks in stark contrast to his gray skin. Pretty good one, huh? Yeah, it was okay. Not not bad for a bother. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, magical fawn. creature. Uh, Ophelia reaches forward and grasps the chalk in her hands. He, uh, she feels it feels. Heavy with the weight of portent and promise Ooh. and magic. Yeah. That's magic chalk. Says <laughs> <Sis>, mug. <laughs> a, a movie guy. Says <laughs> sis, sis, some fucking mouth breather in the, in the third row. <laughs> <laughs> to his date, who's very unhappy that she has yes, to be here yes, Derek, watching magical, this with him. Yeah, it sounds like something great. Smash cut to Ophelia's brand new room. Apparently, mom needs to sleep alone now because Ophelia was stressing her womb right mm-hmm. out. And her mom needs to be doped up nearly all the time. So Ophelia's been relegated to some sort of scrub hovel. This is a creepy-ass back room. Yeah, toadstools are growing up from in between the floorboards. There's a witch in the corner. What are you in for? Oh, uh, it's... So, some sort of miscarriage, I think. I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Surprisingly, I'm a forgerist. Ah! Mercedes <laughs> um, comes in with a broom and, and sweeps... <laughs> Mercedes comes in with a broom and sweeps the witch out. Sure, sure, be gone with you. Be gone with you. Ah, oh, it will be okay. This, this, this little Ophelia, it will be okay. I know it is very scary yeah. for you, but you can, you, can, you can stay here. It will be fine. I will look after you. Okay, um, look, remember how we talked about how I know you're helping the partisans? Remember I told you to keep it, keep it, keep it under your fucking hats? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I just want you to know that I view you as kind of a surrogate mother mm-hmm. figure, and I would never do anything that would lead to you getting hurt. Oh, your secret is safe with oh, me, she you. says. Very kind, such a kind girl. She sits and... Sits and strokes Ophelia's hair. Will you sing me a song in the tradition of your ancestors? See. I forgot that you were from a vaudeville. <laughs> Mercedes starts juggling ducks. <laughs> Ophelia drifts off into a into a fitful sleep uh, while Ophelia strokes her hair. 
Nope. Well, Mercedes strokes her head. <laughs> she strokes her own head. <laughs> now that's talent. Talk about coping mechanisms. <laughs> While Mercedes slips out to the woods what? to meet her rebel friends and Il Dottore. Hello! Oh, no, it's me, Dottore! You know, from Blaster Podcast, years one through six. Blaster what? Anyway, uh... Oh, hi, I'm the doctor. Um, Mercedes, over here, Mercedes! Oh, my God, get your fucking voice done, man. (laughs) He's standing... (laughs) He's standing on top of a painter's ladder, which is erected... In the middle of some mud for no reason. <laughs> it's, he's carrying two lens. <laughs> Mercedes, oh you God. gotta get oh over here God. before I lose okay. the ladder yeah. to Mother Earth. Mercedes helps the doctor down from the ladder that he got stuck up. Uh, thank you. Anyway, shall we away to the gorilla camp? See, we must be very quiet. Wee! Wee! They go down the same <laughs> road that the, the cars came on and it's really fun. <laughs> It's just so fun. Ah, oh, they we see the partisans. We see the rebel forces. There's Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, all the Wookiees. A wow. gold robot, a bin robot, a toaster robot, <laughs> and Darth Vader. But most important a logger robot. Most importantly, there are a series of dirty looking Spanish people who have been who have been cornered in this secret hideaway, the secret hidey hole. Uh, they are mm. thankful for the gifts. Boys, I bring you gifts from the from the household. Oh me fucking god! Look what look what she brought us, a titty magazine. <laughs> Big jugs <laughs> oh, the, the dirty men crowd around the lingerie magazine, which was all the rage in the forties. Now listen, we are only getting one titty magazine a month up here, so you have to make that last, okay? Oh, says the one guy who likes to jerk off and then burn the page. <laughs> oh, man. It reminds me that everything is transitory. Tell me, is my brother here? Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'll page him. Okay. Someone gets on the intercom and pages Pedro from the top floor of the tree. See. <laughs> he, he scrabbles down from the twelfth floor. My sister, you'll come to what you'll come to to bring us goods. See, we have I've come to. I'm becoming more feminine around you, apparently. My sister. <clears throat> anyway, they embrace each other warmly, brother and sister, fighting for freedom, trapped mm-hmm. under Franco's thumb. Do we need to like cut anyone's? Nope. Never mind. Says the doctor. The doctor puts away his bone saw, just feeling disappointed. Uh, anyway, here's antibiotics, I guess. He takes out vials of antibiotics and just chucks them around like they're free swag at a concert. Yeah. Smash cut. Two. Ophelia's. Uh, Ophelia's room. Ass room for idiots. Yeah. Ter- like, it's a series of crawl spaces <laughs> stuck together. Just the worst Real room. Shit room. The witch is back in here. Uh, and uh, the fawn. The fawn enters. Uh, and stalks around the room on his weird backwards legs. Poomf, 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 poomf. Oh, please be, please be quiet, Mr. Fawn. You will wake up the, the, the servants who are sleeping below, below us. This is as quiet as it gets, okay? I'm basically made out of stones and paperweights. Okay. Why are you here? Uh, look, I came here to tell you the clock is ticking and you need to use that chalk to make a door to go into a special banquet. Okay. But I warn you, 
There's only one guy at the banquet, and he's a real piece of work, okay? So don't interact with him. He's a real baddie. And don't eat any of the food, because he don't like that. So, so you're saying is I, could, I, I shouldn't interact with him too much, and I shouldn't have too much food? No. Don't interact with him at all. Okay. Don't have no food. So just, just like half a sandwich or something? No, no food. Okay. Um. Here. He, the fawn takes out a fruit roll-up and shoves it in her gob. <laughs> Just to tide you over so you don't get tempted by any of the food. Jesus, what's wrong with kids today? <laughs> yes, I will take that as a tacit agreement that you will not eat any food. And to further complicate this level, I'm going to give you this hourglass. you got to be back inside your bedroom before the hour runs out. Okay. But don't worry. Okay. You, I'm going to help oh. you. Because in addition to special okay. chunk, you're going to get my two best friends, these extra fairies. So the fairies. The, the yeah, that's how they horrible talk. Horrible little fucked up guys crawling out of a, a plastic shopping bag that the fawn has bought with them. <laughs> now look, we went to college together. We got a lot of history, these fairies and I. So you'll be real nice to them and don't eat any of the food or mess with that guy because I don't want these fairies getting in trouble with that guy. Okay. Not a problem. Thanks for your help. Much clearer this time. Much yeah. Many more details. I like that. You know, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. Refining every day. Okay. Well, goodbye. Okay, bye. Ophelia spins on her heel. Woo! Whips out the chalk and, uh, and draws a cool door. Yeah, just, she learned that from watching Beetlejuice. Yeah, she draws, she draws a little, a little door. She draws little panels on it, a little handle. Mm -hmm. Pumps the chalk in a little pocket, and then the door becomes real. Opens. This chalk door opens into a mysterious portal, a strange yeah. and opulent place. Everything mm -hmm. is very opulent and dusty and mouldering. She walks through these echoing corridors with. Moldy finery, stapled, stapled, stuck to the walls. One of the fairies approaches Ophelia's ear and mumbles, "My cousin Balin will give us a royal welcome." Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Mines of Moria. No, I know. I knew precisely the thing. I knew exact. I watched that film. Give us a royal that welcome. Film six weeks ago, Mark, and I'm like, what do I do? How do I? How do I say yes to this? Anyway, one of the fairies uh, flies into her ear hole. Oops. <laughs> flies right back out. Sorry. She she walks down uh, down into this in, into this into this central hall and sees the pale man. Ah! Bum 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 real fucked up looking dude. You know how the fawn we know what we said the fawn was fucked up. The fawn's like the yeah. fawn's like a like a weekend getaway break compared to this guy. Nice. This fucked up looking dude with just the just like he's got he's got he's got tits like a chicken carcass. He's got no eyes. Grant, let me help yeah. you out here. The pale man is Mitch McConnell. Yes. If you took out his eyeballs and made him take off all his yeah. clothes, just jowls loose pink skin well pink white skin hanging off of his torso a paunch just like no buttocks whatsoever 
Just like God would have bought. We can see uh, 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 from Ophelia's point of view, we see these frescoes drawn on the walls of the, of oh, the yeah. pale man stabbing a kid, of the pale man <laughs> running a kid over in a van, of the pale man hucking <laughs> two kids, one on each hand, down a well. The funny thing to me, these so those frescoes are actually in the Another movie, van, just like Grant described. Yeah. So, so the funny thing to me is that this creature is like at a banquet table, I assume waiting for other people to join it um, or other entities. And it's like, how should I decorate my house? I know with me doing terrible things to children, that's my aesthetic. Uh, and listen, it assumes other people are into Mark, that too. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And what this man loves doing is harming children and then putting their shoes in a big pile in the middle of the room. Yes, I appreciated that because I think the empty shoe pile is evocative of concentration mm -hmm. camps. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing I hate, it's when a, a dark fantasy movie uh, neglects to remind me of the horrors of World mm -hmm. War II. Well, no, <laughs> no danger of that <laughs> happening here. The, um, yeah. the, the pale man is sat in front of a delicious banquet of food um, with mainly fruits. Oh, I can't wait to just get my pale lips around this turkey. Uh, maybe I could grow some teeth or some such so that I could really nosh down on some corn on the cob or maybe s some, some potato salad the pale man enjoys, pastes and things that he can slather about in his uh, sweet pale mouth. Delia is uh, increasingly worried as, 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 as the pale man narrates to himself the delicious meal he's about to have. <laughs> the most delicate of delicacies in front of him, though, are a pair of eyes sat Ooh. on a golden plate in front of him. Ophelia walks towards the, the side of the room where there are three keyholes. Mm. And she knows she got to put the key in one of these holes. Those awful fairies from before come and buzz around the central lock. Mm -hmm. The middle one, they say. Put it in the middle one. Unlock the middle door. So this is where the movie lost me for a second because one of the fairies points to a keyhole. And Ophelia goes to put the key in and then is like, no, wait a minute. That's the wrong yeah. one. Like, why would the fairy, who I assume has some magical understanding of this whole situation, lead her to the wrong I'll hole? Why, Mark? The map... Tell me why ain't nothing but a fairy. Uh, tell me why ain't nothing but a, uh, the reason why is the fairy is minorly magical, but but Ophelia believes she is. I'm guessing Ophelia believes she is a reincarnation of a princess, and so Princess Moana. Yes, yeah, sorry, she is Disney's Moana, and she <laughs> is uh, she like her intuition is stronger than that of a fairy's. So 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 she believes, and she she uh, she reaches. I mean, she could have just unlocked all of them. All right, I go with like I guess they probably only work on one of them. Otherwise, it's a bit of a weird key to have. A small bomb to crack open that vault. <laughs> she unlocks the first the the door to her left and finds a whacking great knife in there. Oh, that's a knife in it, uh, says one of the fairies. Not just any uh, knife; it's the uh, retractable wrist blade from the Assassin's Creed. Hey. <gasps> Whoa! Now we can really get to business. Stink, stink. She puts it on. One of the fairies starts gnawing at her at her her left ring finger. Slaps it off. Uh, yeah. So knife. Good work, fairies. You've you've been a great help. Now, how about we get the Jeff out of here 
and go back home before the hourglass runs out. That's a great idea, says one of the fairies. And to celebrate, how about you eat one of these delicious grapes? Yeah, shouldn't be a problem at all. I seem to remember the fawn said, she says, uh, grabbing a delicious grape. I seem to remember the fawn said I shouldn't eat too much food. So I'm going to have maybe this grape. And and she starts walking. She gets like a plate and she's treating it like a, like a continental buffet, like continental breakfast. Uh-oh. So she's getting like a little pot of yogurt and some grapes and a little bit of banana <laughs> and like two danishes. <laughs> Um, and she puts some toast. Don't want to make a second she puts trip. Some toast into that into that long machine that makes toast. The little conveyor belt. Mm. And next to her in line is Augustus mm-hmm. Glute, just shoving chocolates down his piggy oh, little mouth. He's got he's he's got the chocolate chips from the from the ch- chocolate chip waffle. Make your own waffle area, mm-hmm. and he's just upending mm-hmm. goes over his face, making it really difficult for everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm in Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> This is exactly what I wanted. Oh, what a good time. I am glad I got the magic chalk from the factory. (laughs) Suddenly, one of the gold trade eyeballs swivels independently of any musculature. And it fixes its gaze upon Ophelia in the chubby little delicious boy. Oh, no, the ojos. (laughs) Uh, The pale man grabs up those eyeballs and you'd think he would deposit them in the two little empty holes in his head. But, uh-oh, it's Shadow Puppet Theater inspiration time. Watch out, Jim Henson's creature labyrinth, because this thing puts the eyeballs into its palms and then holds its hands in front of its face to make like a sort of surprised peacock shape with its splayed fingers. It's kind of like perpetual jazz hands in front of its face with eyes in the palms as a hybrid uh, Jim Henson slash Beetlejuice type situation. What does Mitch McConnell sound like? Can you do a Mitch McConnell? I cannot reliably do a Mitch McConnell. No, let's invent a whole new fun and interesting voice that everybody appreciates as soon as they hear it. And so the pale man says Oh, God. What? <laughs> it's a little John. Says the pale man. The pale man starts starts like like his knees never bend. He moves entirely by by by, by sort of swinging his hips left and right and tottering forwards as he he stalks towards Ophelia. What? He says. Um, <laughs> he um he descends upon tubby little Augustus Gloop. Was is Lois? Oh. Yeah, he says, grabs it and throws it <laughs> into uh, into a walk-in freezer, and then closes it. Oh no! Mm. That'll do the boy. Augustus is catches death of cold. Mm. Meanwhile, Ophelia, um, who has just testicle-sized grapes <laughs> <laughs> clutched in her little hands, <laughs> is running as fast as she can away from this old ogre. The pale man uh, shuffles after her with alarming speed for one who is such a, a unrepentant hobbler. The, uh, uh, the the two fairies from before, uh, who were so eager to get her to put the key in the wrong hole, fly to her to her defense and flap about the uh, 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 little John's face. Well, I guess the pale man. Um, the pale man's face, trying to trying to slow him down and give Ophelia a chance to magic a way out of there. Yeah, but little do the fairies realize 
those hands aren't just for mm-hmm. looking, they're also for hooking, <gasps> which they do as they clutch the fairies bodily and They sh- don't need no stu- cooking. And then they grab up those fairies and they stuff them in the pale man's horrible crushing maw. And we see the bright purple jaloos issue forth from the fairies' neck spots. <laughs> Delicious, nutritious, and deadly. Ophelia, um, terrified, screaming, runs towards the end of a corridor and starts scratching out a door in chalk as the pale man rolls towards her. It looks like... She's about to get caught by him. Oh, oh no, the chalk isn't taking. The wall is so anxious and tense that it's sweating, and the chalk just won't mark it. Ophelia, uh, desperate, looking for any surface she can draw on other than the floor, <laughs> except at the ceiling. Oh, that- <laughs> But what you draw on the fucking ground? <laughs> yeah. She uh, reaches up, straining her little girl body to its fullest extension. She draws a porthole on the ceiling and pulls down. Magic ceiling slime rains down on her, and she scuttles as hard as she can to do a pull-up, military style, into the room above. The pale man just barely swinging and missing her delicate little feetses. Oh no! <laughs> Pale Man says, uttering those words for the first time in its existence. The door slams do- shut behind him. Catches her breath. And catches a cold. Flash cut! <laughs> Two, the bombed out tracks of an automotrain. Oh my gosh, someone has disrespected the railroad in a big way. The fascist forces that Captain Vidal has under his employ uh, ride their fascist horses around and look at the big old trainy train on its side. The train is softly crying tears and saying ouchie. And the men, uh, if you can call them that, are looking around inside the train's belly. They they would expect to find these these dangerous Partisan freedom fighters have stolen something, but no, what a mystery. Captain Vidal walks up to the two train hustlers, these coal boys, these cap-wearing train jockeys, walks up. You men, was anything stolen from these trains? Oh, let me take a look there. Let me just open up the train, okay? I'll take out me wee little wrench. Ah, just, Frenchman! Uh, <laughs> Yes, that's me. I'm Pierre, and this is me good friend, Francois. Say hello, Francois. Anyway, we're two Frenchmen, and we work on the railroad. So, as you can see, none of the cargo is taken, but a tiny little note was left behind in the most beautiful calligraphy. What did it say? Well, I'll have my foreign friend read it to you. Dear Captain Vidal, oh no, what are we, supposed to be afraid of you and your big bad gabouche? I don't think so. We're freedom fighters, etc. So come over here and kiss the Liberty Bell if you know what I mean. Ha ha ha. Signed, Spanish people. Hey, I'm walking over here. Uh, what, a, what a strange note. But then this... Was this just a distraction from... There's an enormous explosion. 
Oh, man. I thought like a Hans Zimmer soundtrack was happening. <laughs> <clears throat> but it was an explosion. <gasps> Those rebels done thought of everything. Oh, gee whiz. Says Lieutenant Driscoll, formerly Lackey. Ensign Lackey. Quack, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, back on the fascist horses. As fast as you can, uh -huh. says says a poet who gets immediately slapped and uh, decides to dislike Arden. <laughs> yeah, the fascists mount their horses and race back to the mill, their uh, ad hoc headquarters. And they see, uh-oh, there's been some slaughter. Mm. Uh, all sorts of blue coats are clutching their fascistic knees, uh, saying, owie, owie, owie. They've obviously been Tanya Hardinged by those elite band of merry men, the guerrilla fighters. Uh, the storeroom, which in the movie much is made out of, um, with, much with, to do with that the is. Antibiotics and the freedom. Which yeah. Where you, you keep the antibiotics it, in a, a wooden shelf that's locked with a simple lock. Mm -hmm. And uh, that has just been refrigerator-rated. Mm. No antibiotics left for anyone. No, nothing left for anyone at all. All that stuff's been had. Captain Vidal, using his detective mode vision, looks with a practiced eye at the lock on the storeroom. Mm. Wait a minute. This lock was not tampered with at all. And the only one who has the key is my trusted head of household, Mercedes, whose brother is a partisan. <laughs> But I'm not going to hold that against her. She's a good employee. I need to have a talk with her one of these days. Mm, things ain't adding up round these parts. Sir! Says the mathematician. Sir, it's me, Lieutenant Lackey. I'm afraid I've been divorced and once again demoted. Oh, Lackey. I know. It's difficult. I... I... You know, I think I'm afraid of commitment. Honestly, I think that... I mean, it's so hard these days. I mean, I can't afford a house, I can't afford- Oh, also, Captain, the rebels are up the hill! Up the hill? We just came from up the hill! A different Fuck. level! Found my thrill on a different hill! The rebels- Sings gear. The rebels are having a, a doomed last stand, uh, firing their 1940s rifles down at our fascist- If I say antagonist, yeah, our well, kind of prototype. The fascists at the bottom of the hill. Um, mm -hmm. and there is a- Honestly, a bit of a naff fight scene. Like, I'm used to fight scenes being quite slick or gritty or something, but everyone's just kind of hiding behind trees and not looking where they're shooting. I guess it feels, it feels quite realistic in that way. Yeah. What does naff mean? Oh, Greg? um, uncool. Mmm. Yeah, I, I thought that scene, it was very good um, in, like, character. Mm. De development. I think they do a lot of that in this movie, where you see the captain is so like bloodthirsty and his ego has been wounded mm. um, that he's unafraid to just like walk up the hill and pursue his enemies and shoot them. And his officers are like, "Fuck no, I'm hiding behind yeah. a tree." And the captain's like, "Get over there behind the tree." Mm. And they're like, <laughs> "I'll get around to it, sir." Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. We 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 see that happen. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Um, fortunately, uh, for the listeners of Muffed Movies, everyone is using um, Nerf bone arrows. <laughs> Oof. 
because Pan's Labyrinth is too fucking brutal for a movie about like magical satyrs and Guillermo del Toro made a kids film and then put a horrible such a horrible brutal film about revolutionary war in it and then went back and made the kids film also fucked up so it's two fucked up things happening at the same time which are kind of allegorical for one another it's more just that just sort of contiguous just genuinely unpleasant I'd prefer if it were dumber and the magical events perfectly mirrored the real world events. Mm-hmm. So we could just assume Ophelia, our protagonist, is like has a, a, a mental break mm-hmm. with reality, which I think is one valid interpretation this, of this. But it's a, um, <clears throat> it's just, it's, it's, it's showing the brutality of man. Yeah. So anyway, uh, nobody really gets hurt. No. Uh, as soon as the partisans get tagged with a, a nerf arrow, they throw their arms up in the air. Oh, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Walk off back into the forest. Yeah, giggling. Good game. But there's one guy. There's one oh, guy. Oh, he twisted his ankle. Yeah. And, 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 oh, and no. he can't escape. So the... It's stuttering Sam. Sam. So the thing is, Mark, I actually have a bit of a stutter. I had a, I know. I have a little... Everyone knows. No, we don't. We no, don't. No, um, I, but I remember you telling me it about used this. to be it used to be much more pronounced. Um, I had it trained out of me as a boy, um, so I feel a bit weird being like taking the piss out of a guy with a stutter. But no, that is his one character trait. Yeah, I do, I do not intend to be like let's make fun of mm. the stutterer. Mm. Although I was planning to do a baby, you just ain't seen nothing. Well, yet. you got it in. Did you know that band that the that lyric? Um, is intended to hurt the feelings of the singer's brother. Oh wow, really? Because yeah, it. apparently they, they yeah they were in a band together and they had a falling out and I think the brother laughed oh. and the br- brother the brother had a stutter and so when he's singing, you know, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. The singer doesn't have a stutter. Oh. He's just like fuck you, bro. This is how you sound. Cool. It's pretty awful. That's, pre- that's pretty mean. Yeah. Same Mark. Mark. There's, thank you. Sorry, Mark. Mark. There's M-O-C-K. There's infamous interrogation scene coming up with this chap who's twisted his ankle. Yeah. Are we going to be all right on that front? Yeah, I got this cover, Grant. Oh, Don't right. worry, you're in good hands. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> uh, on, that, on that scene. Flash cut to the storehouse slash barn. I don't know. They keep storehouse. it. Yeah, they keep everything in this thing. The antibioticos, the moo cows. All their eggs. Etc. Anyway, now it's holding a man mm. who has been tethered to a structural beam. And he's not happy to be dancing around that maypole, Mm-mm. British people. Thanks, man. You know I that. Really... I want you to feel seen. That's nice. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we all do maypole stuff. Yeah. So, Captain Vidal unbuttons his uniform. Oh my God! There's there's elements of um, the Reservoir Dog scene where the guy tortures the cop, and Vidal turns to his officers, "Leave us. We won't be needing your stupid hands." <laughs> he says to a man with two left hands, "Oh, not stupid. I'm I'm not gonna tell tell you nothing. You think? Oh no." Well, I, I have ways of making people like you talk. Let's begin. 
go on. All right. <clears throat> well, here's my USB microphone and laptop. Uh, I've got Audacity as a recording thing, and I've already set you up with Apple Podcasts. So this will be episode one. We're just going to start recording. And I just want to, you know, just honestly talk about your experience as a partisan. I think that... Um... No! <laughs> the worst thing in the world, being a podcaster, no! is thrust upon this gorilla fighter. I'm just kidding about that podcast. This guy's going to make you talk. The captain turns, and we see... That evil ball droid from the original Star Wars that hovers with a little syringe built onto the side of it. <laughs> the door slams shut, and Han Solo screams. Cool. <laughs> oh, did I mention they captured the wrong guy? Oh, it was Han Solo. I guess it was Rebels. It's, yeah. It's weird. You know, I think you'd have a cool sort of like, is it Clint Eastwood voice? What's, what's the voice he has? <laughs> Ah, uh, Han Solo in Muff movies canonically has John Wayne. Wayne, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what 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 are the cowboy guys? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Old Captain Vidal trying to get the information out of me. Patooey, right in your eye. Smash cut to Ophelia's <clears throat> bedroom. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, she, she's feeling pretty sorry for herself because she let a couple of fairies die and I got to school. Hey, wake up. Wake up, you 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 stupid little human! Wake up! Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm falling. Shakes her. Uh, yeah, you gotta get rid of that habit in the underworld. Nobody sleep. Okay. It's real tense all the time. It's a lot of it's a lot of crime. There's also a lot of espresso being thrown around like it's water. Anyway, the music's better than the music's fucking loud all the time, baby. Okay, non-stop like junglist. It's a combination of uh, Rio de Janeiro and Ibiza. You know Ibiza. Mm -hmm. It's a party island. Okay. The, you have a phone party. You can just pee right there in your pants. Nobody got to notice. Uh, okay. But that foam comes from sewage water. It's at least a little island. It's pretty gross. Speaking from experience, anyway. Okay. Uh, hi. <laughs> I was sleeping. <laughs> oh, I was going off on a flight of fancy. I got, oh, I get it. I got your, I got your little key. I got a big key. I, I got no a knife. That was the thing. I got a knife from the pale. I got man. a knife, boy. Cut off. I got a knife, boy. Uh, Ophelia pulls out the whacking, great sacrificial-looking blade. Ah, qué linda eres. The fawn says in his creepy way. He takes the knife and tucks it into his. Moss, I guess, whatever Cute. it is she's wearing. You've done very well. Um, so, okay, check it out. You only have... Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm mad at you. That You killed my college roommates. Oh, no, I'm very, I'm very sorry. They had a little accident. That was probably... A little accident? I don't think so. You ate two of the testicular grapes in addition to a full continental breakfast. You screwed up. I feel, I feel like horridly wiped powdered sugar. From a donut <laughs> off her face. You will never inherit this chocolate factory, little no! girl. Good day. <laughs> no! The fawn storms off, slamming oh. the door, and then walks up the side of the house and away into the forest. Oh, no. Oh. Don't worry about it, says the witch. I, too, screwed up a mystical challenge as a child, and I'm just fine. See? She says, holding up a toad, her only friend. <laughs> 
Uh, Smash Cut hey. to the storeroom. Han Solo is is screaming. Oh, the, the, yeah. the stuttering guy has been given a thorough working over by the um, hover ball droid. Mm-hmm. And he's looking pretty yeah. worse for wear. He is so sleepy. He's just been... He has been ball droided into a state of profound fatigue. He's just... They're feeding him warm milk. <clears throat> they're, like, massaging his muscles this, like a white... Is this the kid's beef cow. version? Here's the thing, Grant. <clears throat> um, I watched Pan's Labyrinth, and I was legitimately disturbed yeah. uh, by, like, you know, scene five, where the captain beats a son to death in front of his yeah. father. Um, it do- and I it was doesn't like, pick up from there. Yes, it's just so horrible that I was like, in muffed movies, I'm always like, Marty McFly opens the door and catches a piece of loose skin and his whole skin rips off, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah, that's true, yeah, let's try it first. Like, there's always that, so I I wanted to try to, like, give this a little bit of a more, uh, a little bit of a puffa puffa touch, Okay, as Bob Mortimer would say, my hero. The captain walks out. Doctor! He calls, uh, looking for Dr. Ferrero. Hey, it's me! The doctor says, emerging from a pile of leaves. I need you. Uh, he's, uh, he, uh, he's, he's rubbing um, delicious lavender-scented lotion off his hands with a towel. The man inside is too... The man we captured is too sleepy to talk. I need you to go and wake him up, perhaps with some sort of espresso or amphetamine. Uh, yes, Capitan. Right away! The doctor says, saluting. You would think, he salutes wrong. You would think he does it with his back face, because as we remember, he has two faces in his head. He salutes from the ear. Uh, What a dull. Oh, well, he's not a military man. He's doing his best. He's actually a a doctor of psychology. (laughs) Not even an MD. He's been faking it. (laughs) I studied history. Um, Doctor walks in and uh, takes Han Solo's pulse. Uh, freedom fighter. Hey, hey, wake up, wake up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can do John Wayne. Hey, <laughs> uh, duck. Nope. <laughs> nope, I can't. All right, switch. I'll, 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 go, I'll, go, I'll go back to the stutterer, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, duck, I'm really, really sleepy. I know, and it is so uncomfortable to be really sleepy and not be allowed to go to sleep. So I'm going to give you a, a mercy sleeping. Are you sure that one be too too abstract for the plot? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he withdraws from his doctor's case uh, a syringe filled with melatonin and uh, a. Ginger liqueur mm, and warm milk. Yeah, he he puffs it into the man's uh, soft and sleepy arm. <laughs> Sleep, my friend. Sleep. Uh, doctor walks back out of the room, dusting off his hands. Well, Capitan, there was nothing I could do. You know, God has taken him to for eight hours. You're, Maybe ten. You're telling me the Sandman has had his way with him. Yes, Morpheus is his new Lord Liege, you know, from Neil Gaiman. Doctor, I expected better of you. He, he says, producing the antibiotics that the, the, the Corporal Lackey found at the campsite. Oh my god, the exact same antibiotics that you had in the storehouse. Mm-hmm. 
There must be a traitor among you, Captain. Yes, there is a traitor among you. It's you, he says, throwing down the antibiotics so it smashes on the ground, curing a leaf. <laughs> oh, no, you. The doctor turns around and sees a, a little you <laughs> who bleeds <laughs> plaintively. The female sheep looks at him. <laughs> oh, shit. And r- rushes on. <laughs> the captain chases the you. Captain chases the female sheep all around the all around the mill. It's all yeah. Very the peasants silly. clap their hands yeah. and play their their uh, rustic tunes. And eventually, the captain chases the sheep out of the mill, and the doctor goes to live on a farm upstate, <laughs> and doesn't get shot in the back. No, it's great. One thing, one thing about this movie, which I do not advocate the audience watch, is there's a couple of. Um, gunshot scenes where they have like cartoon logic. The gun is fired. The person reacts in such a tiny way. Mm-hmm. And then they like continue walking as the doctor does in the movie for a little while. And then they fall over dead. You know, there's like bullet, the tiniest of physical reactions. And then they realize they've been oh, shot. Right. And they're like, oh, now that I know, I die. It's, it's, it's like when you that... run off a cliff in the cartoon. Yes. I find that ridiculous Mm -hmm. for a movie where a guy's skull is beaten in with a pipe or whatever, that they would have that like, I've been shot, but I'm so proud. I'm going to keep walking until my heart falls out. Yeah, I think I think Mark's recommendation you don't watch this film is pretty sensible because like it's a really good film. I want to stress this. Like it's really well put together. It's it's fairly it's like it's not it's not very long. It's fairly tightly plotted. It does an interesting weaving together of mythology and basically horror. Um, <clears throat> but also, it's just a really unpleasant watch. I can't recommend it. Yeah. We're too sensitive yeah, now. We're too, we're, 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 we, we used to be roughly tufty hard men. But yeah. this, uh, in, in, in age, we're withered. A cry comes from inside the house as the, as the captain finally, <clears throat> finally chases the sheep out and hounds that traitor out of the, out of the farm. Well now, my household is all in order, finally. Nothing else bad could happen today. Suddenly, Captain! Pathe- pathetic fallacy, lightning, and rain start. Uh-oh, who's calling for me now? It's me, the doctor who survived. <laughs> you? I thought I sent you to live on a special farm. Oh, that's right, yeah, sorry. Um, it's me, the army medic. Do you want the good news or the bad news? I want the g- good good news. The good news. I is, want the good news. The good news is your son has been born, and hey, he is alive la- and healthy. Lahayam, <laughs> the fascist says and dances little jig. Yeah, everyone has a little dance. And what else? Um. Well, how fond of you? How fond of the sort of meat apparatus around your son were you? What was his name? Not- Carmen. Not very. Didn't like Carmen. I guess there's no bad news. All of the fascists join hands and dance in a circle around the newborn babe, as they were wont to do in 1944. And um, Rafiki smears some uh, berry juice across the baby boy's forehead. Mercedes, sadly. That's from The Lion King. Yeah, well done. Mercedes um, sadly (laughs) pulls a sheet over the head of the poor departed Carmen, who had died in childbirth. I feel is a plot point we can't excise. No, nope. <laughs> I think that one's that one's gonna have to stick with us here. Yeah, 
Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Awesome. Smash cut to the captain's room. He is celebrating with a really hard-earned glass of whiskey, his favorite drink in the whole world. <clears throat> but what's this? The whiskey bottle is empty, and there's just a little moth that flies out when he pulls it out of his desk. Eh? I can't celebrate being a father without my traditional glass of whiskey. Mercedes! Oh, she appears in a vampiric smoke. <laughs> Don't like that much. Mercedes, I need some liquor. Will you please get me some liquor from the storehouse? This is a problem, sir. I can easily access the storehouse, mm. even though it is locked. Good day. Okay, good day. Oh, Mercedes, one more thing uh, before you go. The captain slowly unbuttons his military shirt uh -huh. and reveals around his neck is the tiny cock-shaped key that is the only one that opens the storehouse lock, at least so he thought. Uh, and just how were you going to open the storehouse lock uh, without the one and only key? Oh, I'm sorry, Capitan. I must have been distressed from the birth, uh, stressed from the birth of the child and the death of the mother. And you, Who? And you uh, come and, you know, the, the, um, the sort of meat sock you had around your son. And the, um, uh, of course, and my favorite sheep was chased away by you. <laughs> I understand you had to do it, but she was my favorite sheep. So I'm just, I'm just distressed from all these things. I'm sorry. If you, if you give me the key, I will, I will go and get you the whiskey now. Sure, sure. I'll give you the key. Gracias. He says, he takes the small dick-shaped key <laughs> and slowly, menacingly, slides it into her pocket. Okay. Be sure not to lose this one. It's shaped like a dick. It is. She, <laughs> she puts it around her neck and, and hustles out of there. Those country people are unflappable about anatomy stuff. Uh, it's because they're always birthing babies. Yeah, yeah, horses have them flapping around everywhere, don't they? Whatever. Ew. Ew. Grant. Sorry. Ew. Uh, smash cut two. Ophelia's bedroom again. Ophelia is woken not by a fawn, not by a clickety little pixie or a fairy, but by a Mercedes. Ophelia! Ophelia, wake up! Ah! Ophelia uh, shoots up in a, a frenzy and immediately draws a pistol on Mercedes. That's gonna... Okay? Yeah. In okay. the revolution, there's no time for sleeping. Everything's really fucked up. Yeah, apparently. <coughs> what is it, Mercedes? I'm Thank you. Gracias. I'm leaving. I wanted to wake you up to tell you this. No. Now listen. Come on. I know that your mother has died. And I know that I'm the closest thing that you have to a mother. But now I'm leaving. Yeah. And you can't come with me to the place of safety where I'm going now. You know what, Mercedes? I understand. You need to live your life. And I'm just a little girl. I'd only slow you down. So I just want to say, not goodbye. But see you around. And with that, Ophelia slaps a steel handcuff on her and Mercedes. <laughs> You're not going anywhere, she says. You're my mommy. Now. Okay, fine. I guess you can come to the fucking resistance then, huh? Come on. Yay! Up on my back. Fucking resistance. Fucking resistance. Flash cut to the forest. It's night. There's a driving rain. And Mercedes and Ophelia are fleeing from the mill. They're running, they're running, they're running, they're running. Uh-oh. What's this? Stop Captain. where you are. Oh, no. 
That captain is too wily, and he figured that Mercedes might try to flee, so he set up a little surprise party. <laughs> An outdoor DJ amphitheater right in the middle of the ground. <laughs> Leaving so soon, Ophelia, before your special party. Oh, no. His music is so derivative. It's like I'm back in the uh, early 2000s. Hey, why don't you play Sandstorm, you idiot? Mercedes says and throws a bottle at him. Ah, what? Violence? I would condone violence. Come with me to the sleeping shed. Oh, no. Not the sleeping it's shed. It's time to make you real sleepy until you tell me everything you know, including where the other rebels are. All the partiers are real bummed out standing in the rain by the abandoned DJ booth. They just do some molly and kind of shuffle their feet around. Sort of like touch each other's forearms a bit, and it's nice, but... Mm. Wish it weren't rainy. Smash cut. The interior of the storeroom. Mean old Captain Beetle pushes the ladies inside and tethers them next to the sleeping body of Han Solo. <laughs> It, it's getting pretty crowded on this pole. For that? No. Oh, okay. That was Mercedes. Oh, sorry, sorry. It, it, it's very different voice. My apologies. Wishful thinking, Grant. Oh, Wishful I, was, thinking. I was really hoping they could be magicked out of this situation by a kindly young Spaniard. Yeah, we all wish for Net Blanco. We're doing all of the characters, but alas. Um, Mercedes leans over to Ophelia and says, You must go, girl. You must run and get away from here. The captain is going to make me very sleepy. And she, she using her powerful maid's teeth, she gnaws away uh, part of the handcuff while the captain is off examining his his tools of sleepiness. As we can see here, I have a mug of delicious Horlicks, which will make you incredibly sleepy. I have a hot water bottle and a warm <gasps> blanket. I have you would. I have some soothing music for you to listen to, and. Most powerful of all, a big slice of turkey. That's a sleepy thing. A big old slice <laughs> of turkey, which you got to chow down on. You'll be so sleepy. You'll have to answer all of my questions. All right. No. <laughs> Says the captain, turning around just in time. Mercedes yells no, and unbeknownst to the captain, she had been holding, secreted on her person, an entire 16-ounce plastic bag filled with Nickelodeon gack. She <laughs> unseals the Ziploc and splats it straight in the captain's face and hair. Blah! Run, Ophelia, run! <laughs> Ophelia uh, slaps a kick-me sticker on the back of the captain uh, as she goes, and she flees out into the rainy forest. Now then, I believe we have some unfinished business, she says, and she wedgies the captain. Oh! Medium height. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so humiliated. Oh, no. That's right. And here's what's worse. Mercedes takes an Instagram story video of it and posts it. Now, your entire following will know you're just a wedgie gack-headed baby fool. No! The captain gets out of his phone and starts doing immediate damage control, giving Ophelia time to escape. She tosses the weighted blanket on top of the captain. 
who <laughs> struggles to remain conscious. Uh, so disoriented. She, she pulls down a little cap with like a flap on it and a little bubble, pulls it down over his head to stun him. He can't move for two turns. <clears throat> As Mercedes runs from the barn, we see that the rebel friends have come to help and they start, they open fire with their nerf darts. It's an awesome thing when you gotta do what a bunch of little boys do. Nerf bomb and arrow. <laughs> what a sinister song. <laughs> Just do it, boys, start fearing the words. <laughs> Just doing boy stuff, says the doctor, throwing his arms up, burning a single page from a porno mag. <laughs> Having finished. Um, Mercedes um, uh, high-fives her brother, and her brother throws a uh, a cool um, one of those, uh, one of the Nerf Vulcan guns to Mercedes, who starts poo, 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 firing into the fascists, and Ophelia runs away. To what? Towards the farmhouse to get her baby brother. Oh yeah, yeah. fetch quest. Fetch quest. All right. <clears throat> she fast travels back to the captain's room, grabs up that swaddled little baby Jesus, and uses the fire escape to secretly stealth her way out. Come of along, little brother. We're going to go and live with the fairies forever. Gaga Google. Yes. <laughs> and. <laughs> You're gonna like it. There's amphetamines and espressos. Everything's real tense. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Buenos Aires meets Detroit or something. No, no one's normal looking. Everyone's kind of fucked up. Gabagool. Oh, <laughs> tell you, tiny fledgling mon- mobster. Um, the uh, <coughs> the uh, Ophelia runs towards a labyrinth. With her, her baby brother under one arm and her book of her book of crossroads under the other. <laughs> Unfortunately, the captain, even impaired by the weighted blanket oh, that is so uh, stunning him, he hears the the tiny cries of his so important uh, masculine legacy. I heard my baby crying hard as babes could cry. Oh, what to do? What's that song? It's David Bowie ah. from Labyrinth. Oh, I heard a baby. What kind of magic right. spells yes, to yes. use? Is that is that the one that reminds me of the babe? Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. That dance magic dance. dance. Great. Take this wicked wicked blanket off me. Uh, the captain shrugs off the weighted blanket, and we can see <laughs> that um that he's that he's wearing kind of a long nightshirt. Like Ebony's yeah, like a style. Scrooge might wear so a, a blue and white stripe. <laughs> a nightgown. Yeah, uh, a, sl- a sleeping gown. He, he he stumbles left and right. He's got he's got a little brass candle in a holder, um, and he swats a mobile out of the way as he staggers out of the sleep barn, and hears his baby crying and st- stumbles towards the labyrinth. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Uh, through Lightning. the nerf firefight. A man takes a Nerf arrow to the jugular. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) It's real if you believe it. (laughs) It's the same rules as Stephen King's head. That's right, they're LARPing. (laughs) Runs to the labyrinth and uh, and meets her old friend Pan, played here by Alberto Fernandez. What's his name, Mark? Incognito Jean. 
<coughs> ah, yes, yes, the young Principes. Come, so, Moana. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry we failed you. Will you please let us come and live in the fairylands? Yes, yes, my darling Nina. But first, you must give to me your tiny child so I can spill his blood no. with this assa- Assassin's Creed dagger. And then you get to be you get to be princess. I couldn't kill my baby brother. Oh, it's easy. He's just a baby. I no, I refuse. You won't take my brother from me, and I won't harm him. Come on, just a little bit, just a little pokey poke. Oh, maybe a little. No, no. Listen to me. Listen, listen to me, mm-hmm. little human. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is just fun to girl. Okay. If if you do not. Kill the child, you never get to be princess. <coughs> Morty. And you <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and you, you never get to rule the underworld where there's a lot of gun and drug violence. Anyway, <laughs> that's for another day. A lot of, a lot and, of real high pitched noises, but kind of at random. And if you don't do this, then. Incognito Jones is stuck forever in this fawn form, and I gotta get back to being a bolster and a criminal. I mean, not that we would switch places as like the the gatekeeper of the labyrinth. I mean, you know, you know, disregard that last bit because you you will become a princess. I promise. I am. I I'm sorry, Incognito Jones slash fawn. I can't. I can't sacrifice my little brother. You love him so much. Your heart is so big. Mm-hmm. Okay. She 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 so, turns around and starts to walk away. Hey, don't you walk away from me, Cognito Jones? I'm a bosser. He says and throws a boxing glove. Ow! At <laughs> yeah, that's right. Real violence. <laughs> a padded glove. <laughs> anyway, you will never see me again. Good luck finding a job with your lack of career experience. Ten, you piece of shit. How did you know I was a piece of shit all along? <laughs> He says the tiny little shit pilot inside of his head <laughs> uh, becomes very paranoid. Anyway, uh, Incognito Jones, away! Julia turns on her heel and starts walking out of the labyrinth. When she turns a hedgerow and suddenly there is a bustle in it. It's from Stairway to Heaven. Anyway, okay. she turns... Uh, around part of the maze wall and comes snout to barrel with the Nerf Gunzuka, which launches Nerf balls the size of a ping pong ball, but made of pure Nickelodeon flom. It's the captain. That's right, oof. You've taken everything from me, including my ability to, to remember how to use a regular gun. So just... Give up the little baby, and I promise I'll make it quick. The uh, uh, Ophelia, realizing that pretty pretty much the jig is up, hands over the boy to the to, to Captain Vidal and looks pretty miffed about it. Hmm. I hope you don't shoot me and trigger my terrible nerf allergy, which gives me a nosebleed. Oh, I have a much crueler fate in plan for you. <laughs> a nerf. Gunzuka dart fires straight through the captain's 
heart uh, erupting out of the back of his rib cage, just splattering Ophelia with his real blood and bone fragments. Oh, oh, my, oh my god. Oh, it, was, it, is, it was so sleepy it, it made my bones weak. <laughs> Ophelia screams in terror. Like evil dead levels of blood all over everything. Just like if fountaining out of his back um, all of the gorilla fighters see him from the distance just erupting blood. Ooh. They're all horrified and turn and vomit straight into their boots. <laughs> That's <so> cool. <laughs> that was a poor choice. <laughs> I could, I could have up literally anywhere else. Come <laughs> pick you next time. <clears throat> um, Mercedes. The proud, proud warrior princess Mercedes. Yeah. Her... Uh, a cigar hanging from one mouth. An eye patch on the other, yeah. Nick Fury yeah. style. Yeah, uh, she has uh, a, a bandana tied around her around her forehead, and the machine gun uh, hanging loose over one shoulder walks forward. Hey, kid, she says. Want to join the resistance? Do I? Says Ophelia. She runs up, and she gives Mercedes a great big daughterly hug, nuzzling her face into Mercedes' bandolier of... <gasps> N nerf darts? Shh, 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 oh no! Shh, my child. It will all be okay. No, my my, my tragic dart allergy. <laughs> oh, I can I can feel the foam coursing through my veins. She, 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 she falls on the ground. I'm okay. It just means I get a nosebleed. She falls on the ground, <laughs> and blood starts to run out of her nose, like oh. at the start of the film, like in episode one. The camera pans up, and we see the labyrinth was called Pan's Labyrinth all along. Ophelia looks pretty scared, but she's going to be okay once someone gets her a tissue. We see the bucket of blood <laughs> dripping out of Ophelia's nose lands in the labyrinth's weird little twisty indentations and Celtically makes itself into a rune. Everything fades to white. And then... Suddenly, Ophelia wakes up, and she's wearing a golden dress. It's like she's woken up in the elf kingdom of Hellboy 2, the golden army. It is really Hellboy 2 in here, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. King Melchior, from atop his ridiculously high tree throne, oh, no. looks down. Looks down at the little girl who's suddenly wearing a princess hat. Next to Melchior is Ophelia's slain mother holding a, a, a baby ewe in her arms, uh, just like the Lady Jesus herself. And uh, flanking her on the right, of course, is the Paleman. <laughs> the <laughs> The court's uh, most prized advisor and torturer of children. What? <laughs> now, I've been waiting such a long time for you, Ophelia, to come and join me in my kingdom. What do you have to say? Will you accept your role here and rule alongside me and your mother in the Pale Man? Wait, are you my real dad? Yes, I'm your real dad. I'm the King of Fairy. I rule down here, and whatever I say goes. I'm the boss. Well, in that case, I would be pleased as punch 
to take on the role of Princess of the Underworld. I, I can't wait. Hi, uh, what's that behind you? And we see a rebel army firing nerf guns wildly into the wall. Oh, God, no masters! Oh, it's real if you believe it. <laughs> Joining us. This has been Muff Movies, Pan's Labyrinth, maybe. The whole thing unvarnished and unalloyed, unabridged. Indeed. What's that? Uh oh. Post credit scene is completely silent. We just see a fawn in a trench coat with boxer shorts on. Boarding a bus to Manhattan, he looks over his shoulder and winks at the camera. Somebody's got plans for the Big Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning. Well, I can't wait to see Pan's Labyrinth 2, yeah. uh, sponsored by Nerf. Yeah, absolutely. Is it, it in it, you? It, it takes place in, uh, in, in the New York underground. That's the labyrinth. Yeah. And it crosses, well, it crosses over with Hellboy, right? That's the, that, that takes place in New York, doesn't it? Of course. There we go. It, it's all the same all world. the same. The Guillermo del Toro Cinematic Universe. Listeners, thank the you so much for joining us on this beautiful yes. Friday afternoon and increasingly evening for me. Mark, Mark was right. I am tired. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I have recorded for too long. It is 10 to 11 yeah. at night, and I'm going to go oh. and lie down in a dark room. It's better than you deserve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's very hurtful. Grant, thank you so much for guesting on the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. We love having you on. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes. If you go to rrdgames.com, you can go there and you can download literally everything. Um, pretty much every game I've written, as uh, the ones which we've released ourselves, at least. Um, and if you thought this was funny, hats off to you. Thanks. And uh, you can read some more of my some more funny things I've I've written there, including things like uh, I just put out when this is recording a game called Wreck the Halls mm -hmm. with a uh, with a designer called Thryn Henderson, which is about um, breaking into uh, absurdly wealthy people's houses in the cyberpunk future and stealing Christmas from them, which is in response to some Christmas parties that were held last year. By our shithill government. Yeah, so uh, once again, timestamp, yeah. it's 2021, yeah. almost 2022, and we're still in a pandemic. Yeah. So maybe try not to have big gatherings. Yeah, maybe just, you know, just 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 breathe into a paper bag or something for a while until it passes. Anyway, yes, yeah, so you can find me there. Mark, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at at BlasterPodcast. Um... And, and also on, on many podcasts as well this year, right? Um, you can also hear me play the bad guy on Unwell, a gothic Midwestern mystery series. And if you're in Chicago, you may be able to see me doing improv at the Otherworld Theater. Mm -hmm. But I'll give you more deets on that on Twitter. And if, you, if, you, if you're listening to one of the podcasts which Mark didn't mention there, if you turn it all the way up, you might just hear it in the background. I didn't want to spill the beans on this, but I am going to become a ghost that haunts specifically only podcasts. Gonna, I'm specifically going to haunt the McElroy brothers. That is my plan. Yeah. That's it. Let's go home. That's it. Let's wrap it okay. up. Thanks, what, Grant. What, what a lovely... Did film. you say fap it up? Let's wrap it up. Oh, I thought you said fap it up. Fap it up. One page at a time, baby. <laughs> Good night. Good night, my friends. <laughs>
Pss, pss, pss.